I'm Chris Hagen. For those who don't know, I've been a language coach for many years. In my career, I've taught a wide variety of people from famous singers and radio presenters to doctors, uni students, and yes, even desperate housewives trying to find an English lover. I finally decided to share my thoughts, tips, and tricks with the world. Also check out my YouTube channel if you want to see my ugly mush. So let's kick off this podcast with a great jingle. Doesn't matter where you are, in the car or at the bar. Here for you comes in your ears, another word for thanks is cheers. Here's the new kid from the block, here for you around the clock. Shining on his English lips, Chris. Is an anagram of risk. Chris, just a bit of adverts. On those dark, dreary days, or sunbathing on the beach, check out our YouTube channel for our videos about comprehension, vocabulary, and pronunciation. There are even videos to practice your writing. Go to YouTube and type my name, Chris Hagen. It's as easy as that. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's podcast. Now, I've just finished a lesson with a student, hi Greta, who didn't listen to last week's podcast. It was part of your homework. Uh -uh. Some of my students never do their homework. Terrible students. But anyway, she said to me that I asked her, what did you do yesterday? And she said, I was reading a book with my friend. And I said, okay, what book were you reading? And she told me the title. Well, she didn't tell me the title because she didn't remember. So Greta, what was the title? Well, basically, what happened was she was reading the same book as her friend at the same time. So I've nicknamed this Tandem Reading. Now, obviously, somewhere out there on this World Wide Web and in, in society, I'm sure there is a real word, real bit of terminology to describe when two people read, read a book at the same time. So I thought, but do you read one line each? What do you do? No, they read the page in their head. When they arrive at the bottom of the page, they tell their friend, then they change page. What happens if you read at different times, different speeds? How complicated. So if any of you out there are tandem readers, let me know. Now, another topic, a hot topic that was on my YouTube and social media last week, and I received lots and lots of DMs about it and messages and things and things, was, well, go and have a look. I'm not going to tell you. Ha ha ha. So let's see. What's the first thing I want to do this week? And I beg you to fix it. Now, as you are all very well aware, a couple of weeks ago I was in London. Now, there are two words which are connected to London which need to be fixed. The first one, what do you call the river, the very, very dirty river, that goes through, that runs through the centre of London? The spelling is T-H-A-M-E-S. No, it's not. Thames. It's Thames. Basically, the pronunciation is Thames, as if it's a T-E-M-Z, let's say, Thames. So it's the Thames, the dirty river Thames, not the clean river Thames. Okay, so the dirty river Thames, the Thames. Still fascinating to see whether it's dirty or not. And another word is this word. It's a place in London, G-R-W-E-N-W-I-C-H. No, it's not Greenwich. If you said Greenwich, you will be correct, and maybe you're a very good student. So Thames, so the Thames, and Greenwich. Fix them both. Welcome back to Mimi Melendez, half bartender, half teacher for Chris Hagen. People wonder what kind of cocktail she's got in her shaker, Mimi. Please give me one more. Shake it and make it good. She's back with her fantastic tips. The wind has just arrived, so Mimi is stripping off because it's extremely hot. Hey. Mm, so she's here, but you can't see her, sadly. Aww. I can, and so can all our neighbours, but <laughs> other than that, no. So what are you going to talk about today? 
Well, we're going to talk about some phrases and idioms that refer to drinking.、Mm-hmm. So, not necessarily alcohol, but just liquids in, in general. general. Liquids in general. Yes. All kinds、yeah. of liquid, including sweat. <laughs> including sweat. Ooh, no, I hope no. not. Um, well, let's see. The first one is one that we talked about recently. It's、mm-hmm. called hair of the dog. Ah, okay. In fact, last time hair you of the dog that bit you. The hangover. Yes. The hair of the dog is.、Uh, what actually is the hair of the dog? Is it an actual drink? No,、oh. no. So it just means when you're hungover,、mm-hmm. you sort of continue the party and you just drink again. <laughs> okay. You drink again. It so that it's like you're, you're perpetually maybe drunk and you never get to the point where you're hungover. Oh, okay.、So、you stay drunk forever. Some people say it's a real remedy to a hangover to drink alcohol.、Mm, but not drink it all day, just in the morning. No? Okay. <laughs> I'm just thinking, is, <laughs> this a publicity, is this an advert for, for drinking? No. no. <laughs> Could no. be. We'll get arrested, probably. We'll go on then. So, Hair of the Dog is the first hair one. Hair of the Dog. Then hit then. the bottle. Hit the bottle, okay. Have you heard this?、Mm-hmm. He was hitting the bottle. I have. Uh huh. What does、All、he mean?、Right. Just drinking alcohol, but normally excessively.、Mm. And usually referring to,、um, I don't know, you could refer to someone who's like an alcoholic or who's a regular imbiber, we could say. A what? Im- imbiber. What's that? Oh, it means drinking alcohol. To imbibe is to drink alcohol. Really? Yeah, so a drink. Something that I didn't know, really?、Yeah. I'm not pretending I didn't know. I actually didn't know. I probably、no. just made that up. Ah, okay. I'll leave it to we, you. We to look it it to, we'll、see. send it to Oxford. <laughs> can you include this, please? Okay, so,、uh, so hitting the bottle also, you can use it when someone's depressed and they start drinking a lot. Yeah,、uh, yeah that's、thing. right.、Mm-hmm. Right? The、Then? next one is off the wagon.、Mm, okay. He fell off the wagon, for example.、Mm, don't to explain it. Do Nob- know, nobody was, I know what it means.、Okay. Nobody was injured. Nobody was well. <laughs> it depends.、Yeah. Not literally.、Yeah. Well, the, assu- literally, the assumption、it? is that if you're on the wagon, you're sober, you're staying away from drinking alcohol, probably because you have a problem.、Mm. Um, but if you fell off the wagon, that means you started hitting the bottle again. So、mm. you are no longer sober.、Mm-hmm. But normally the wagons carried the alcohol. So I always, got it. I always thought it was the other way around. Oh, no. You're back on the wagon, that means you're, you're drinking. sober. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which means you're Maybe、sober. you're running away from the bar in the wagon. Ah, okay.、So. You left the alcohol there <laughs> yeah, and you're、yeah. going with just with the horses. You left the alcohol with Mimi. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, then?、Um, the next one is three sheets to the wind. I like it. It's very nice. <laughs> yeah. Don't understand where it comes from. Me either, but、mm. it's fun to say.、Mm. And it was, it, we could say that was part of our last podcast when we talked about being drunk, because that's basically what it means that you, if you're three sheets to the wind, you're very drunk.、Mm-hmm. For some reason. For some reason. <laughs> we don't For know some、why. reason. If you know, let us know. Send us an email. The next one is feeling no pain. Have you heard you just this? Feel no pain. Well, that literally, you're feeling no pain, but usually the reason we use this is to describe someone who's been drinking who's drunk.、Ah, and they、so、now have reached get, that point where you feel nothing anymore. Yes, that's right. You、You've、feel. Anest- I can't pronounce it. <laughs> Anesthetized. Anesthetized. You say differently in America. Anesthetized, yeah. An- anith- I say it probably the new way, which is、uh, not anith- correct. Anesthetized. Anesthetized. Aretha Franklin? <laughs> Aretha Franklin, yeah, yeah. Like, Janananini, Janananini, Janananini. Yeah. What about. I don't know. I feel like this one's really American,、mm-hmm. but I guess we'll Even the、see. way you're saying it, wafting your hand around it <laughs> makes it really American, yeah. 
is drinking the Kool-Aid. Drinking the Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid is a drink, but I don't actually know what it is. So Kool-Aid is a drink that children drink. No, it's know. actually like this colored powder right. that you, it's basically colored sugar, and you put it in water, and it's like super cheap, and you and make gallons of it. It rots your mm-hmm. teeth, and it's super unhealthy. But it's usually like a kid's drink right. that was really popular in the 80s. I actually so don't know anyone. So before we were born, who, then. Total, like way uh, after ask our parents. Way before we even were our parents born. weren't born in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what's so the expression? There, drinking a, the it's Kool-Aid. drinking the Kool Aid. What it means is uh. that you are sort of following along uh, g- another group of people, whatever they're doing. You're just kind of blindly doing what other people are doing. Uh, okay. And actually, there's a kind of creepy story behind mm-hmm. why we use this expression. Go on, tell us. You have. 10 seconds, but I'll give you longer. Okay, thanks. So many years ago... Are you sitting comfortably? uh, Yeah. Many years ago, by the fire. Mm. Many years ago, there was a cult. And Uh the way the leader of the cult... No. The Uh way the leader of the... Well, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, The way the leader of the cult, Jim Jones, I believe his name was, killed everyone in this cult in South America was to give them Kool-Aid. And everyone in this cult kind of just followed all his crazy ideas blindly. And this is where that expression comes from, is you're drinking the Kool-Aid. You're just kind of following along. He killed everyone. With oh. the Kool-Aid. Well, everyone killed themselves, you could say. But we it was put, like, like hundreds cyanide of people. or something in the drinks. There was something in the Kool-Aid, yes, that he put oh, um, for people to drink and I kill like themselves. Like in Family Guy, there was an episode with Meg. She went somewhere and everybody was drinking it and they all died. Well, now you know where that ah. comes from. Look up Jim Jones. You're very intelligent, Mimi. Well, I try. Uh-huh. I pretend. Okay, maybe next week you'll tell us something Thanks, intelligent Google. as well. <laughs> maybe. Uh, all right, see you next week then. See ya. Bye. Bye. Mimi, man and this with her fantastic tips. Mimi, I miss you at the opposite side of the pond. Just a bit of adverts. At Chris Hagen Language Institute, we don't only teach English. Go over to www.chrishagenshop.com to find out all our offers on all our courses. Get in touch and you too could be studying with one of my fantastic team. Yes, me, say me anywhere you want me. you got the power to use me right. Now, I don't know if you've noticed or if you've been watching the news, there is the monkeypox, which is going around the world. So hopefully you're all staying safe. Okay, but I thought monkeys are cute little animals. And so let's have a look at some idioms or expressions connected to monkeys. So the first one, which I use quite a lot, is I don't give a monkeys. Now, monkeys in this case is not monkeys, the plural. Monkeys as in the apostrophe S, the possessive. Okay, I don't give a monkeys. This is a rude way of saying you really don't care about something that somebody is saying to you. So if somebody says to you, oh, I'm too busy, I can't reply, I don't give a monkeys. If I ask you a question, you give me an answer. If somebody says to you, hmm, let's meet on Thursday, and then at the last minute they say, oh, I can't, I forgot I'm working, I don't give a monkeys. I rearrange my plans for you. So I don't give a monkeys. Okay, also there is another one. I'll be a monkeys uncle. Okay, I'll be a monkey's uncle. Monkey again, with the possessive. The uncle of the monkey. So, I'll be a monkey's uncle. What do you think that means? Is it possible for me to be a monkey's uncle? Actually, if you think about it, if we all came from monkeys at the beginning, possibly somewhere down the line, I will have a monkey in my family. Some hairy people, well, they count. So, I'll be a monkey's uncle. We use this expression when you're really, really surprised. So, if somebody says... Teresa is pregnant and I go I'll be a monkey's uncle I won't be Teresa's child's uncle but I'll be a monkey's uncle which means I'm extremely surprised 
Let's do one more. Mm, to monkey around. If you're monkeying around, you're wasting time. Okay, monkey business also. Monkey business comes to mind. This is when you do something silly. Same way really, there's monkeying around. Monkey business, okay, things like this. So there's plenty of monkey expressions there for you to use. Try and use them all this week. Because I'm sure as we all agree, monkeys are bloody cute. Apart from Charlie the Chimp, which you've probably seen on my social media, which I've had since the day I was born, more or less. And people are pretty scared of him. But he's really, really cute. Apart from when you wake up in the middle of the night and look at him in the corner of the room, sitting on the sofa. That is quite freaky. She's from Australia. Koala. Kingdom of dangerous animals. That's them that you go make sure that you know which you can hold and which will kill you. Like a jellyfish. It's Kenny Lawrence. All right, this week I wanted to talk about um, the cone snail. Now, the cone snail is um, quite an interesting creature because it looks very harmless. It's a snail. Mm-hmm. but Snails uh, are horrible little things, though. Exactly. They're horrible, but you don't really expect them to be um, dangerous. But as a kid growing up, you always learn... Um, when I was a kid, of course, not now. But you always learn about You're not that these... old. <laughs> but still, you, you, know, you always learn that you shouldn't be picking up the shells that you find in the water because it could kill you. <laughs> and this is this is important lesson really, this, should, this should be part of your jingle it could kill you because i think in every <laughs> podcast kelly's always said it could kill you okay so don't pick up but you said it's a corn snail so it's a snail in the shape of a corn yeah corn, exactly. like the ice cream corn well it's mm. it's a shell and you probably recognize the shell if you look it up because it's it's a common shell that maybe you buy at a store that you might find on the beach are the ones you listen to yeah, like the one you might put up to ear. Mm. <laughs> you wouldn't do that if it's got the animal inside, though. Uh, mm. The animal that lives inside this shell, it's called the cone snail, and it's very dangerous what in Australia. Like? Well, it, you just see the beautiful shell, and the first kind of um, impression that you want. I'm asking because she hasn't sent me the picture, that's why. <laughs> okay, let me send it to you. Here on. it is. Can you see it? No, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it looks like a shell. Yeah, exactly. It looks <laughs> like a shell. Uh, and that's what makes it so dangerous because maybe you're swimming and you see it and you go, oh, what it's what amazing pretty, shell. Nice. And you go to pick it up. And if you do, you might end up with a extremely venomous animal <laughs> harpooning you with a dart into your hand. Really? Yes. They're it's really, so vicious. Yeah, they're very uh, vicious and they're predatory. So they actually feed on fish using this mm. kind of venomous dart that kind of comes out of the shell. Uh-huh. Um, and they kind of harpoon their prey, which can be very large, like fish, other kinds of creatures. Uh, humans. <laughs> humans, <laughs> only if you pick it up. So so this, we always learn, do not pick up the shells that you see, especially if it looks like a cone, because it could be a cone snail. It could be very dangerous. But it's really so, aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, so. exactly. The very shell cute. is nice, but try to find it. If it's washed up on the beach, it looks very old. So, For example, mm-hmm. as, a, as a kid, I found one of these washed up on the beach, and I really, really wanted to keep the shell because I saw that the snail inside was already half dead but i was too afraid to touch it <laughs> and so i think i made the right choice there <laughs> when, I was seven. when you go back you can see if it's still there Pro- properly <laughs> exactly. dead by decided, now. maybe not maybe so not a good idea a to little play message to french tourists then when you go there do not eat this snail <laughs> exactly don't eat the snail mm-hmm. don't pick it up don't touch it leave it alone mm-hmm. um this is touching on our uh, topic from i think a few weeks ago don't touch anything that you find that's very colorful including the shells and, in- <laughs> and including Kelly, because she has red hair and she has a boyfriend. <laughs> so, if you see Kelly on the beach, don't touch her, because she's dangerous and might kill you. So go on, anyway, what else? You, you said 
What? What? You didn't tell. Where did we find it? Uh, yes, you can find this one Maybe all throughout Australia. No, I didn't say it. Actually, ah, you can okay. find it all throughout Australia and also in. Um, you can also find them in Asia and also off the coast of Florida. Found. So even in the US, you, you can find them. to speak to Mimi them. then. Maybe she's seen one. Yeah, maybe. maybe. she made a cocktail in one. Yeah. That's it. But there are a variety of these cone snails and not all of them are dangerous. But the ones that eat fish, these are the ones that are more mm. harmful to humans. And just I avoid think them big all. Ones. Yeah, safer. just avoid them all. Exactly. That's it. And um, yeah, with this one, it causes severe pain um, and... Uh, it also causes respiratory, respiratory failure, paralysis, <laughs> oh, vision God. impairment, and it can be fatal. Uh, in the no, last I'm trying to convince people to go to Australia so they can <laughs> see you, not just for the free accommodation, but also to see you. And maybe this is just one big disclaimer for Australia. <laughs> yeah, and maybe you're doing this deliberately so that nobody comes to visit you. I'm, tra- I'm starting to get this impression that you don't want us to come and visit you in Australia. And hmm. so well, They say that only 36 people have died from this cone snail. Only who? Uh, 36 in the last 90 years, so it's rare. You're not ah, going to okay. die from a cone snail. But... More people died of COVID, so all right. <laughs> exactly. So uh, the other and big the advice... The, the advice? Exactly. The advice here, again, is don't touch anything that you find in the sea that is colourful, but also don't go around rock pools as well. These ones you don't find in rock pools, but again, rock <laughs> really? pools are a no-go zone for you, Australia for children. <laughs> no, seriously, like we've only done seven <laughs> episodes, and every time it's... Don't go there. Don't go here. <laughs> don't go. In. Where can we go? But honestly, that's it. And growing up in Australia, this is what you hear a lot from teachers, from your parents. Yeah. Don't go there. Leave Australia. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So this is this is the advice. Where you can go is, of course, swim between the flags. This is the motto of Australia for or Australian stay home. tourists. Stay <laughs> home, yeah. Or swim between the flags. Stay where a lot of people are. Try to stay with the crowds. Don't go off exploring. Don't go sitting in rock. Don't go touching things you find in rock pools. Uh, that's the advice we have. So thank you it's so a whole much. New diff- it's a whole different time. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I was just thinking, thank God I don't swim and don't like the beach. Uh, see you next week. Thank, thank you. Kelly. Bye. Now we won't die down under so. <laughs> so that's plenty for this week. All I've got to say now is jingle. Bye. Doesn't matter where you are, in the car or at the bar Here for you comes in your ears, another word for thanks is cheers Here's the new kid from the block, here for you around the clock Shining on his English lips, Chris Is an anagram of risk <laughs>